This show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Another early morning edition of the Rated R Safety Show. We're coming to you live from the Safety FM studios, 7 a.m. in the morning on Thursday, March the 21st of 2020. And only day 142. <laughs> of this year so far and 224 days remaining before it's all set and done with anyways how are you doing this morning wow how different it feels to do this first thing in the morning i have to tell you and i say first thing in the morning and i think i should probably be like okay that's kind of a lie because it's not really first thing in the morning for me um i don't know why but i have these terrible habits of waking up extremely early and this has been the case for years. So the longer I wait throughout the day to get something done, the longer I feel like I've been wasting my day. I know that sounds kind of strange, but it's one of those things that I take a look at it and I go, holy shit, dude. Maybe if I did some of these things earlier, just get them out of my system, it'd be a lot easier. And I don't know if that's going to help anything because I don't really think that it will. Definitely not going to help the sleeping thing because the sleep thing just hasn't been a good thing for me for years. Anyways, let me kind of tell you what you're listening to. You are listening to the Rated R Safety Show, streaming to you live on the safetyfm.com. We're also streaming live on safetyfm.tv. We're also available on the different streaming video platforms, and we are kind of hanging out with some of the people that are transitioning from the overnight to the morning time, so that's kind of some fun stuff there. Anyways, 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 so that's what we have going on right away, first thing in the morning. So hopefully you are getting ready for that lovely thing called work Things are going great, or you're already heading that general direction if you're not getting ready, or you're already there, you know, just depending on what kind of shift you actually worked. So hopefully you're having some kind of fun, and you are getting these little notices on when we go live on the streamer, so that way you know exactly what's going on. I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, I don't know. I, I've kind of liked the 7 a.m. vibe, I have to tell you. The noon thing works well, too. I'm not going to say one way or another, but what I have realized, though, is that when we do the 7 a.m. show, and let's not get crazy and start talking about that we've been doing this all the time, but when we do the 7 a.m. show, it seems like there's something that's going on within the group, and it depends on what group you follow, because we have some different groups that you can kind of hang out on. Now, here's the other thing. If you hang out on our different social media groups, which are we're available on Facebook, the social media group aspect, and it just depends on where you're hanging out. Some of the groups, when they respond, I can see them. Some of the res- groups, when they respond, I can't see shit, like, at all. So some people get offended. Like, I noticed a couple of days ago there were some people like, hey, give us a shout-out. You know, not really a shout-out show, but I appreciate you asking. Uh, <laughs> but it was not one of those things that we do, and I didn't see it until after the show was over. So that was the fun part. So I don't want people to be offended that it's like, oh, you're not shouting us out because, you know, that's not what I'm trying to do. But anyways, let's get you started right away with some feature story news. 
And that way, we can give you the news the way that you wanted it, I think. I think you wanted it like this. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. Super Cyclone Amphan is causing widespread damage to coastal cities in eastern India. The states of Odisha and West Bengal are reporting massive flooding and at least 12 deaths. Ishan Gurg reports from New Delhi. Kolkata, a city of over 13 million people, is flooded, with many neighbourhoods out of power entirely for the past few hours. After a day of heavy rainfall and waves reaching over 12 feet, normalcy is beginning to return in Odisha. But the weather experts warn that the situation further up north could deteriorate soon. While the cyclone has lost some of its intensity after making landfall, it can still cause heavy rain and landslides in northeastern India. Ishan Garg, New Delhi. The number of confirmed cases worldwide of coronavirus has passed 5 million, according to the latest data. Johns Hopkins University tracker says the number of people who've died with COVID-19 is now above 328,000. Airline EasyJet says it will resume flights from a number of airports from June the 15th. At first, it will be mainly running domestic routes between 22 European airports. As part of new safety and hygiene measures, passengers and crew will be required to wear masks on board aircraft, as business reporter Declan Curry explains. Customers, cabin crew and ground staff will all be required to wear masks. There will be enhanced cleaning on board, Uh, disinfectant wipes and hand sanitizer will be handed out to passengers on request and initially there will be no food service. The biggest event on China's political calendar is underway. Thousands of delegates from across the country have arrived in Beijing as the twin sessions kick off with the opening of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference. Patrick Fock reports from the Chinese capital. Following a a two-and-a-half-month delay, the so-called Liangwoi are finally taking place. The purpose of the gathering is to set the social and economic agenda for the year ahead. And by holding the event now, as the rest of the world continues to grapple with the coronavirus pandemic, officials say it sends a signal to the world that China is winning its anti-epidemic battle. But the sessions are being conducted under tight precautions. All delegates must undergo nucleic acid tests to ensure they are virus-free before they can participate. Reports say some took tests twice before setting off for Beijing and after arriving. Plenary and group meetings have been cut back and one of the plenary sessions will be held via video link. And there'll be no open day for press interviews. The majority of these will be conducted via the cloud. Items on the agenda will include China's response to the coronavirus outbreak, setting the economic and social development targets and combating poverty. Patrick Falk, Beijing. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to be entertaining first thing in the morning. By the way, just in case you're wondering on why the hell I'm here first thing in the morning. Uh, 
one of those strange things again where I got something going on and I wanted to make sure that I brought something to you because I know some people want to leave it empty, but I won't leave it empty. Um, so that why is why we are here 7 a.m. in the morning and then the noon show will be the same show just in case. We'll also have it on a podcast version by then. So this gives you some options available right away. Gives you the option of actually doing it podcast version-wise, video version-wise, where you can come back at noon, or you can do the radio stream as we're doing it. And keep in mind, the radio stream is going on right now at the same time, too. And what I have decided to do, because it makes it a little bit easier, is I have given myself now the 7 o'clock hour on the radio station and the noon hour on the radio station. That way we can kind of go back and forth between the two. So it really doesn't throw off the schedule too much. And I'm not rudely interrupting any other shows that might be airing at the time. So that's something I wanted to bring up right away as we do talk about it. So anyways, let's talk about the news and let's talk about the hit list because, you know, that's what we like to talk about as soon as we start going right down the path. And maybe it should sound something like, well, I guess this. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. So listen to this one, because this one's kind of interesting, taking a top, taking from the top of the hit list, just in case. So listen, American birth rates continue to, to decline. Yeah, decline. Last year saw the lowest total in 35 years, down another 1% from 2018, with 3.75 million babies being born. The decline started during the 2007-2009 decline. That's according to Wall Street Journal reports. Now, I have to tell you, there is no way that I that I would assume that people have stopped doing the bad baby, bad baby kind of thing. You know, I don't think that that's the case. I just think that they're deciding not to have children all of a sudden. And I think it's kind of strange all at the same time, too. But who knows? I don't know anything. I don't know anything about this kind of stuff. Duh. I just have these conversations because, you know, this is what I read on the news stories. So I have to share with you what the Wall Street Journal is sharing. That's, you know, that is one of those source information things, just in case, if you were wondering. Anyways, across the country, 15 million credit card bills and 3 million auto loans went unpaid for the month of April. We kind of figured that was going to happen. Credit card or credit reporting services TransUnion said that those counted were mostly in hardship programs with arrangements to defer or restructure. The debt payments with lenders. The numbers represent small fraction, only about three percent of accounts. That is, is what it's tracking. So it's it's about the tracks of about three percent. So this is being sure that we're clear here. But in perspective, it's quite a lot. The last time, or the last time, okay, the last time last year, yeah, last time last year, it was only point zero three percent, point zero three percent. The credit card holders. And 0.05, or 0.5, better saying, auto loans holders were similar hardship programs. And this is, of course, once again, quoting the Wall Street Journal. Does it sound like I was reading the Wall Street Journal early in the morning? Because that's what it sounds like to me. Take a listen to that. So that's pretty interesting. I mean, I... For some reason, and I know that this is terrible, I was expecting those numbers to be extremely high. And I'm glad that they were a little bit lower than what I was originally expecting. But it's still terrible across the board. I don't want it to come across as like, oh, oh, that's great. No, it's kind of a shitty scenario. And, you know, we continue to see the people being furloughed. The people keep on being laid off. The people that are unable to return to work 
because of something that's going on. And remember yesterday we discussed it, only 68%. Yeah, 68% of people are able to qualify for unemployment. So what the hell's happening? What's going on with the other 32%? What are they able to do? Anyways, let's continue down the path. Let's talk about the good old state of Michigan. Two dams in Michigan failed on Wednesday, causing flooding up to nine feet in some areas. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer ordered an evacuation that endangered in the endangered areas and assisted by the state's National Guard. Earlier Wednesday, President Trump threatened by a tweet to withhold federal funding to Michigan because... Yeah, you ready for this? It's mail-in ballot scheme for August and November's elections. But by 9.30 a.m., he said his team was monitoring the flooding and, th- and thanked the first responders for their efforts. So which is it? You know? You know, that has to be 9.30 p.m. because it can't be a.m. Because right now it hasn't been 9.30 a.m. yet. I don't get it. I look at it and I go, I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. I just don't. No, just think about it. Let's talk about that. Does the election cycle portion, when you start doing in the mail-in ballots, is that really that big of a difference? And I know that some people have said in the past that it's easier to commit fraud with mail-in ballots. Now, I have done a mail-in ballot for years a few, I think on the last election, I wanted to go take a look on what was going on during the primaries here. So I went up to the to the station on where close to where I live just to kind of have a reference piece on how many people were there, which there was not that many. And this was right at the very beginning of the whole COVID-19 aspect. So I thought that was pretty interesting on how that occurred. So I don't know. What do you think? How do you look at it and go, okay, cool. This is an issue. This is not an issue because I don't know. I mean, I I am just here having a conversation with you. So you tell me. You are listening to a Radio God. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a Radio God. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So I have to tell you, the love for Zoom for many people is quite great. The love for Zoom for me is just not that great, I will tell you. But it may be some of these other people that I'm about to share this with will think the same. Singapore Supreme Court is just one of the millions of people and organizations worldwide using Zoom video chat. But here's where it gets a little interesting. Here's where the twist might occur. Last week, it reportedly used a virtual sentence to sentence a man to death. Yeah, via Zoom. And of course, we'll, we'll butcher the name because that's what I'm known for here. Punitin Jensen was was convicted of conspiring, of conspiring, excuse me, with two drug dealers and helped coordinate trafficking efforts. Now the blog Gizmodo wonders whether the sentencing sentencing someone to death on the platform would be a violation of of Zoom's terms and conditions. Who the hell knows, man? So. At least it wasn't a public execution. Let's start off with that. But take a look at that. So now we have tech available to do some pretty interesting things. Duh. And now we're sentencing a man to death via Zoom. Like, I I would have never guessed that that was going to happen. Like, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Like, ever. It just doesn't make sense. Like, my brain can't handle the calculation. 
of this is what we're using. Now, I know that I have bitched and complained and, you know, talked about people firing people using Zoom, doing the three-minute conference call, three-minute Zoom call, you know, doing that virtual stuff to let go of people, which I think that is very inhumane, but that's just my opinion. And of course, that's why you're here, because you're here for my opinion. That's how normally most of the show starts. So I look at it and I go, is it really something that I guess I should really take a look at and go, oh, well, it's really off kilter that that occurred. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? What is your thought process behind that? Like, how do you look at that and go, is it okay? And I'm not going to say, is it cool to, to sentence someone to death via Zoom? But do you have to take a look at it and go, what exactly is going on? And was there no other method or was there a fear that someone could actually get sick via COVID-19, the coronavirus, whatever the hell you want to call it this time around? If they met with the guy that's being sentenced in, in person, or is this just the cheaper anomaly of the whole thing? I don't know. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So we discussed this briefly yesterday, so we'll continue right now down the path and talk about it one more time. The mortgage market is rebounding quickly. The mortgage application ticked up 6% week over week, and purchasing was only down 1.5% year over year. Just six weeks ago, home purchases were down by 35%. That was six weeks ago. Now, I'm going to tell you that interest rate that's out there right now, especially if your credit's pretty freaking decent, you can do some wonders with that now keep in mind i am not a cpa to be able to give you any kind of financial advice so i would say go ahead and talk to one but think about that some of the interest rates that are out there right now are some of the lowest that we've ever seen and this might be a excellent time if you can afford to and that's the key part there to refinance these are some extremely low interest rates and if you are a dave ramsey follower And I know that he is big on not actually doing anything that you're actually getting into debt with the exception of a home with 20% down and a 15-year mortgage. This might be the, the time to think about it. Really give it some serious consideration, for sure. Conventional. But that's the Dave Ramsey Show. You can go there, take a listen to that. I'm sure you can get some really good financial advice there. Duh. Duh. I I have to tell you, I discovered Dave Ramsey. Man, when was it? Good. I want to say it was 2007. And I've been following that plan since about 2007 on. And it has changed dynamic my the dynamics of my finances because of following that program. Now, keep in mind, you can have all kinds of knowledge in regards to what it comes to debt. But if you're not actually doing the practical application of it, well, it's just knowledge, but keep it at that. Anyways, let's continue. Johnson & Johnson will discontinue sales of talc-based baby powder in the United States and Canada. What? Say what? Yeah, you heard that correctly. The company has been riddled with lawsuits alleging that the product contains asbestos. But J&J says it's totally safe. Last year, 
or late last year, better saying, the company recalled 33,000 bottles after the FDA found one that had been ordered online to, con- to contain trace amounts of asbestos. In a follow-up, Johnson & Johnson had about 15 tests conducted by two private laboratories, which found no trace of the chemical. Regardless, they're cutting their losses, but will still sell in the United Kingdom. The company Cornstarch Baby Powder will remain on the market. So I don't know. Are you a baby powder user? Do you put this stuff on your children? You know, some people use baby powder. Some people use baby powder for years and years and years and years. So this could have an effect on what you have going on, dude. Or dudettes or whatever the hell you want to call yourself. So just take a look at that. Think about that. What are you going to do? Are you going to use the cornstarch? Some people say it doesn't feel the same. And I don't know. I mean, I know there's some other powders out there. Will you use those instead? I don't know. What do you think is going to be best? More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Let's continue, continue, continue. Here we go. A judge has permitted a dive crew to cut into the body of the sunken Titanic in order to remove the radio that was used to send the ship distress calls before sinking. A July 28, 2000 ruling forbade cutting into the wreckage at all, but the Eastern District Court of Virginia calls the recovering of the artifact a unique opportunity. Since much of the ship has been de- um, has actually really just been deteriorated, kind of hanging out there in the water for so many years, the judge is entering the Marconi room. Yeah, they're going to prove the Marconi room where the device is believed to be located. The recovery of the radio should happen to prevent permanent loss. Now, I'm pretty sure the radio is not going to work at this point. I mean, some people say radio doesn't work, period. So <laughs> this radio, I'm sure it's not going to work for being, you know, covered in water for such a long period of time. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. Walmart's crushed. Yeah, crushed. Let's try that. Crushed. Its first physical quarter of 2021, which ended on May the 1st. Sales grew by 10% overall, and the U.S. sales online grew by 74%. Walmart spent $755 million on bonus to the frontline workers and another $175 million on attendance bonuses. Yeah, show up to work. You're going to get a bonus. For the quarter, operating profits was over $5 billion. $5 billion. First quarter of 2021. Now, keep in mind how people can structure their quarters based on their company. So pretty interesting on how that works. So take a look at it that way. I mean, that's that's crazy, and that's excellent for Walmart. I know for a period of time. I won't say we will use the term very vaguely that Walmart was struggling. Duh. But I'm only saying struggling in comparison to what was going on with Walmart online purchases at the time. So if you want to consider that a struggle, then consider it a struggle. But we're not going to push the envelope when it comes to that shit. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. The Willis Tower, or for some, the Sears Towers. If you can't shake the old name, because, you know, I know sometimes people have struggles with change. Suffered a power outage on Monday into Wednesday thanks to the flooding in the Chicago area. The dark tower spurred social media posts in the air showing off the creepy and the tall structure looked ominous just in the windy skinny skyline with no lights whatsoever. So that's something to think about right there. 
Crazy, huh? Crazy how that works. Anyways, before we get you to our main story, let's take a listen to some of our friends. Every day, people are seriously injured at construction sites. And every day, people are forced to settle for less than they need or deserve. Why? Because their lawyer wouldn't or couldn't go the distance. They sell their clients short. They advertise on TV and don't try cases. Figer Law is different. Our success comes from trying and winning cases. Don't let a construction accident change your life forever. Figer Law. We didn't become America's number one trial lawyers by accident. Oh, yeah. Number one trial lawyers by accident. I don't think that that was the case. Let's get you into our main story because that's going to be important for today. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So today's main story, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about the game of chance. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. The game of chance. Yeah. The risk, what you do, chance. You can talk about Harvey Dent. Yeah, that guy from... The good old Batman movies. Looking forward to my Batman product that's coming in, but I can't talk about it yet. Um, Anyways, so the game of chance normally played by good old Harvey Dent. Two-Face. Yeah, we'll call him Two-Face. So let's talk about that today. Freakonomics author and University of Chicago economist Stephen Levitt has conducted a study that shows that people are generally happier when they make decisions based on a coin flip. So the game of chance. And they're even happier when the when the coin encourages change. Think about that real quick. Now, I don't know if you've ever read the book Freakonomics, or if you've heard the podcast, or if you've heard the radio station. But if you haven't, I would recommend doing one of the three, if not all three. They have some really, really good information on there. Kind of makes you think in some different kind of ways. Now, I will tell you, for a long period of time, my wife was trying to convince me to read the book. And I didn't do it, and I didn't do it, and then finally I did it. And man, I regret it all the time that I kept on telling her no. The book's excellent. There's several of them. Read the first one for sure if you get the opportunity on doing so. But it's about just different different things that are there. But anyways, talking about the game of chance and flipping of the coin. So listen to this. After two months, respondents preferred keeping things as they were. But after six months, the attitude changed. By a year later, those who made major change were ha- much happier. So there so there you have it. Quit your job <laughs> and your wildest dreams will come true. Okay, maybe that's not the case. But here's the thing. Sometimes we get used to doing some things that we might consider comfortable. We might be willing to do things inside our little scope, our little box, where we say it's cool for us to stay there and let's just continue business as normal and not be willing to take a risk and go outside of that box. For a period of time, you get to interact with things and different people in different scenarios, and you think that because they're in that box with you, that things are okay. That's not always the case. That's regardless of how you want to take a look at it. You can take a look at it from a personal situation. You can take a look at it from a work situation. You can take a look at it from even a schooling situation. Sometimes you're going to have to go out there and take some risk or maybe even play the game of chance and do something on your own and see what exactly happens. You heard what I just told you scenario-wise. Maybe even sometimes just a few months, like four months, is not worth the wait. And maybe the change should come a lot sooner. Just something to think about. Maybe the next time you're going to make a major life decision, 
Maybe you should flip a coin. Maybe you should be like Harvey Dent and take a look at it that way. It's a real easy thing to do. Coins are easy to normally come about. I'd recommend carrying around a Susan B. Anthony. It's an easier one to flip. And those decisions can be made just like that. Now, don't depend on chance every single time. You could be happier, but you could also be more miserable depending on how you take a look at it. Harvey Dent was successful in the movie and in the comic strip of Batman. He did always leave everything to chance. Tommy Lee Jones played him. And Batman Forever. Boy, was that a rough movie. I really do like Jim Carrey. But anyways, but then when you get into The Dark Knight, the character was entirely different. And there was always a reference to the coin. Now, he did talk about that he did create his own luck because he had a double-headed coin. And that's when he played the character of Harvey Dent. But will you be willing to take the risk of flipping the coin and really letting the game of chance go? You never know. You could be extremely successful or you could be extremely miserable. But if you go based on what Stephen Levitt is saying, you could be very happy in a year time frame, which if you take a look at it, it's not that very long period of time. And yeah, I know that might be a little bit different for some, might be a little bit difficult to comprehend. And some people are not willing to take risks. They get comfy at their cushy jobs. They get comfortable in their relationships. They get comfortable with the status quo because they don't have the guts and in some case don't have the balls to actually jump off the cliff, take the risk and do the thing with the coin flip. Take the chance. Yeah, I know it's something different, but sometimes, you know, you just have to sit there and go, well, I'm not going to do this because I'm not willing to take the risk. Not everybody can go out there and say, okay, the risk is worth the reward. And imagine this, if you do play the game of chance and you fail, you failed because you took a chance. Is it worth it to you? What are you willing to risk to sacrifice or what are you willing to risk and sacrifice to get what you want? Some people are not willing to play that game. And some people are. So you today probably need to make a decision on which one you would like to do. And I would recommend strongly play the game of chance because it's so much better in the long run. Duh. Duh. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. So I've got to share some bad news with you today. Um, I do tend to watch a lot of things on television. And yes, I have, based on some of the things that we've talked about and some of the things that you've seen, you are aware, or if you might not be aware, that I do tend to watch from time to time professional wrestling. There is a gentleman by the name of Chad Gaspard that has recently passed away. The body of the former WWE star was found early Wednesday on Venice Beach, where he went missing after he and his 10-year-old son got caught in a rip current last weekend. The boy was rescued, but Gaspard went under and never resurfaced until yesterday morning at 1.30 a.m. Pacific time. He was actually into a little team called Crime Time on WWE. He passed away at the age of 39. Our thoughts and prayers are with him or with 
the family and the wife during this time. And this, of course, like you just heard, occurred on Venice Beach. Never any kind of good way to share that kind of information, but it's something that I wanted to talk about and reference here on the Rated R Safety Show. Never know how to transition after something like that. I really don't. So let's continue. Let's 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 talk about something else real quick. Anyways, um, no winner for Tuesday night. Make a million dollars. Make a million drawing. Friday's drawing will be for two hundred ninety-eight million dollars. The jackpot will be for two hundred thirty-five million dollars if it's a cash payout. So just so you know, yeah, I know. Terrible transition there. Just want just wanted to share that with you, just in case you didn't realize that. So let's go through some of the show business news. Nothing major that I'm seeing, but let's kind of go on this. A couple different things. Um, For the older demo, let's talk about this one. The Backstreet Boys have decided to postpone their DNA North American tour, citing COVID-19 concerns. The group who announced the news on Tuesday night asked fans to please hold on to their tickets as the announcements about the tour will be made next week. Also, some other information, Calvin Harris has to have his heart restarted. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. The singer revealed that health issues in response of a tweet of DJ Dancing Astronaut telling him that around the time of 2014 MTV European Music Awards, he had to, he had to head home to deal with a heart problem. Later that year, he was diagnosed with arrhythmia which is an irregular or abnormal beating of the heart. Following the diagnosis, Harris said that he had to give up alcohol to prevent additional symptoms. So that's something there that you might not have known. Of course, we talked about it yesterday, but I will reference it one more time because I still think it's important. It's going to be a huge game changer to this little world of podcasting. Joe Rogan has signed an exclusive multi-year licensing deal with Spotify for his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. The show will debut on September the 1st, and all of its with all of its content, including the video podcasts that are currently on YouTube, and will become exclusive to the platform by the end of the year. Yeah, so exclusive to Spotify alone. While the terms were mostly hush hush, a source told the Wall Street Journal that the deal's worth around a hundred million dollars. That's really good stuff for Joe Rogan. I mean, and don't get me wrong, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Well, it's Joe Rogan." Yeah, but think about all the work he had to put in to get this shit done. I mean. If you ever watch news radio, the show, if you ever watch some of his comedy acts that he's been doing for years, the guy's put in a lot of hard work. It's not an overnight sensation. He's been doing the podcasting thing since 2009. And people, and he does multiple episodes a week. He also does long form. And I'm talking about like true long form where it goes a couple hours to, I've, I think the longest one I think I've seen was like six, but it was an MMA one. So you know, there's some assistance there. He does it with a group of friends. And you definitely look at it and you go, you kind of know Joe to an extent. 
based on how he does his show. So congratulations to him and, and his group. And Jamie, yeah, good old Jamie, that's always behind the scenes there. Anyways, let's continue. The CW is looking for a new Batwoman. According to Deadline, star of the series Ruby Rose is leaving the drama after one season. She released a statement on her decision but did not share the reason why. The series has gotten the green light for a second season, and there are no names in the running yet to replace Rose. Now, what is it that it seems like there's the curse of the Batman? And what do I mean? Why does nobody ever want to stick around and play the character? I mean, Christian Bale did an excellent job. I liked Michael Keaton's version in the 80s, and I know that's hit or miss depending on who you talk to. But I thought Michael Keaton was pretty good. I definitely thought Christian Bale was excellent at it. You know, Ben Affleck, well, it was the Ben Affleck version. You know, it is what it is. I'm not going to say it was terrible because it wasn't the, it wasn't the George Clooney version. I even think Val Kilmer was halfway decent, even though I know he hated it based on a recent interview that he did. Anyways, let's continue. Kristen Cavallari has decided to move on from her hit show, Very Cavallari. Amid her divorce from QB Jay Cutler, Cavallari has decided that she is done allowing cameras into her personal life. The E! show ran for three seasons documenting couples' marriage as well as Cavallari's jewelry and clothing business. Now, I will tell you this, and we talked about it earlier in the week, but why does it always seem that anybody who actually has cameras... related inside of their relationship they don't seem to to manage too well it doesn't seem to last now maybe i can say the only exception that i can think of right off the top of my head reality show and i don't really know if you can consider it a reality show to an extent is fixer upper because that show and i'm and i'm not you know i'm not giving the love to waco even though i should i should give a lot of love to waco but Think about it for a moment. That's probably about one of the only couples you have seen on TV that is consistent that you haven't heard rumblings, divorce, blah, blah, blah. They continue to do a lot of things together, so that's pretty cool. Anyways, let's see if you remember this movie. This might actually kind of give you some some of the aging here. So let's see. Sex, Lies, and Videotape. It may be getting a sequel. Yeah. While sequestered at home director of the 1989 movie, Steven Soderbergh revealed that he has written a sequel to the film that starred James Spader and Andy McDowell and is wanting to bring the idea to the cinema. Now, I don't even know if, you know, is there going to be a cinema? I don't know. Take a look at that. Anyway, Soderbergh told Nightcap Live that it was an idea that he had been circling for a while and felt like it came up in a way to get back in. And so he wrote it, and I want to make it. Now, here's the question. Is Jamie, is Jamie, listen to me, is James Spader and Andy McDowell going to come back to the movie? Now, this movie was, I want to say, titling. I mean, it wasn't as big as Basic Instincts, because Basic Instincts was a pretty big movie back in the the day when I was a child. I just, I, I, Maybe I should say a youngling. That was big back then. And this one, you know, it had some street cred. And just something to think about as we're talking about. It. I'm not saying go out there and run and find it, find it and watch it. I'm just saying it had some street cred back then. I don't know. I, it will be interesting to see if they do remake it and what ends up taking place. Because it was an interesting movie back then. And who knows what it would look like. Well, we'll just say now. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. So did you hear about this one? This one I found pretty interesting. I was kind of in shock when I heard it too. 
LeBron James once toyed with the idea of playing in the NFL. During the NBA lockout in 2011, James considered temporary career change and even started training to be a football player. While it was now now well, hold on, while it is now known that he struck with that he stuck with basketball, James' longtime friend and business partner Maverick Carter revealed that Jerry Jones actually offered him a contract to play for the Dallas Cowboys. FYI, in high school, James was an All-State football player and was even recruited by Ohio State. Now, I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. So he does have, there does seem to be a lot of, number one, interactions in Ohio on them wanting to sign him for a lot of different shit, which is cool. But the other side there, could you imagine LeBron as a football player? We need to find out what position it was because I don't know. It doesn't say in the story. So I apologize about that. Anyways, let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today. Let's take it from the top. National American Red Cross Founders Day. National Waitstaff Day. National Strawberry and Cream Day. And National Memo Day. Now, I have to tell you, I do owe you an apology. So I want to say that I'm sorry that I have not done this over the last few days, especially with this being Mental Health Week. So this is something I want to reference right away. If you are running into issues with depression, if you are running into scenarios where you're having suicidal thoughts or you're having thoughts of wanting to do some sort of self-harm, please call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. This is the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're there to assist you. They're available 24-7, so please don't hesitate to contact them if you're running into any particular issues at the moment. Also, I might want to add this. You can also go to their website, suicidepreventionlifeline.org, and that is something else that is available there for you. There's also this other great organization by the name of To Write Love on Her Arms, and they are readily available and can assist you with any potential issues there as well. And they are normally in most local areas. They can set you up with something local and help you out. And they can give you resources of stuff that's available there. And if you're looking for something, all of this stuff is confidential, which is the great part about it. So don't hesitate to contact them. And I'm talking about either or. Because people sometimes get concerned of, well, what if people find out? Well, the whole point here is for people not to find out if you don't want them to find out. But also at the same time, too, I really think that these are conversations that we should start having in the real world now, opposed to it just being, you know, not talking about it. Because I think that sometimes people feel shamed by the mental health aspect of stuff. And I really think that it just needs to be an open conversation that we should have more frequently because as of right now, it just seems like it's not okay. Now, if you're ever in the Orlando area and they do tend to reopen and you can even find it online right now to write love on her arms has an event that they put on that's called heavy and light. And it's people talking about suicide prevention and their thoughts in the process. And there's some people that show up and they actually go through the whole thing of, reading poems there's there's some musicians that show up and just give some different aspects of what's going on with them and how they're thinking about some of these things that are happening in the real world for them so just think about that if it's something that you're interested in doing 
Um, I would recommend strongly, you know, if they do have it again, to go to it if you have the opportunity to. The other side is that you can find it online if you're interested in doing that as well. And the information's there, which is the cool part. And I've referenced this because right now I know a lot of us are on lockdown. A lot of us are having some doubts about some of the things that are going on. This will give you the opportunity to take a look at some different aspects of things. And that's what I always look for. That's what I always recommend strongly for people to be able to do. If you're able to look at some of the different things that are out there, it might give you a different perspective of what your original perspective ever was. Anyways, I know that's a mouthful. That's for sure a mouthful as I say all of that. But I don't know. I sometimes feel like this is this part of the conversation that we don't have. And I get so hesitant about not having the conversation. And then I know that sometimes we take a look around and go, well, maybe I'm not winning at life. Or maybe I'm losing at life because other people are winning. You don't, You can't look at things like that. You have to look at them differently. Anyways, let me tell you, tell you about a couple different things that are coming up here on Safety FM. Next Wednesday, March, the, March, man, I am so stuck with March. On May the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern time, Pedro Basile will be taking over Safety FM starting at 7 p.m., as I already said, Eastern time. And what will end up taking place is that he will take over the radio station with the X Factor of Safety. He will be running that bad boy from 7 p.m. till midnight on that day it's going to be starting off by a live interview him conducting it with me yeah i'm going to be on the reverse chair there he's going to be interviewing me i will not be interviewing him i know i get antsy when it comes to that kind of stuff just saying so that's coming up and that will be the x factor of safety taking over safety fm on that day so that will be available via safetyfm.com or the apps however you want to take a look at it and then there's a webinar event that's being sponsored here by us at Safety FM and Hop University. And this is being put on by our good old friend, Sam Goodman. Yes, the author of Safety Sucks. Sam Goodman will be putting on an event called Making Safety Entertaining. This is a webinar that you can actually register at hopuniversity.org. And that's on June the 1st at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So June the 1st, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Now, keep in mind, I did talk about this yesterday. I want to reference it one more time. This might coincide or actually kind of get into the same time zone or same time area of when the Rated R Safety Show normally starts. I don't know how long the plan is for it to run. (laughs) That's always the fun part. So if it does kind of clip into the Rated R Safety Show, we'll jump into that afterwards. If it doesn't, then we'll kind of figure that out and move forward from there. But no problem. We'll still be here one way, shape, or form, or we might even do a 7 o'clock show. Who the hell knows? Around here, nobody ever knows what the hell is going on when it comes to certain things like that. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. Thank you for hanging out early in the morning. You know, this will be the noon version as well, just so you know. So thanks again for always being the best part of Safety FM. And that is the listener. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. Duh. 
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.